Holly Miranda says, It's always really bothered me when men and women feel the need to change genders in songs they are singing. I think we're in a really unique time in our lives where the question and definition of gender and what that means is being talked about across the board. I'm happy to do whatever I can to bring about change in this thinking. So saying, I'm your man, I'll do anything you ask me to, isn't so much about gender as it is about showing up and being the person your partner needs in that moment. Holly Miranda. I'm Allison Zataran. Hi, and I'm Richard Goddard. And this is Instant Love. I'm Your Man, originally sung by Leonard Cohen. We have the lovely Holly Miranda doing a new version for us. We met Holly because uh, she was recommended to us by... Oh, right, by Catania Whalen, yeah. our uh, Canadian expat who just loves the project and is our little A&R helper. We love her so much. Yeah, yeah. She works at the Orchard in retail marketing. And the reason she suggested her is because she's an Orchard artist. An Orchard artist through Danger Bird. Mm -hmm. We knew a bit about her, but not much. And we told her about the project. And for some strange reason, she was like, really interested so yeah. we said oh yeah come on come in let's talk about it it happened so quickly too she comes in and we gave her our list of songs she yeah. said no this is the one i want to do i'm your man so i i mean i'm i'm a bit i wouldn't say prudish but uh i was a bit thinking oh, i don't know a woman singing i'm your man we were very anti any word that was referenced to man at the beginning like if it says you know because a lot of times these male singers say something about about being a guy themselves and we didn't know how that would be interpreted in every song we take a step back and and really think about uh, that mm -hmm. to holly well i don't i don't know man woman but to holly she was our first artist that sang it from the point of view of a relationship and so we took a deeper look at the lyrics of I'll do this for you, I'll do this for you, I'll do this for you. And to me, it almost sounds even more urgent when she says, if you need a father for your child, it's like, I'll do that too. And I think from a woman, it even sounds more urgent and pressing and longing than even a man singing it. So I was pleasantly surprised. She came in, sporting a jean jacket, looking really cool, said, this is the song I want to do. Here's how I envision the arrangement. And within like a week, she had sent us something and it blew our minds when we heard it and she did it from home. And when it all came in and she sent the files because even the ones that are done outside of the country or uh, in Nashville or California makes no difference. It's all mixed here at the Orchard Studio by Alonzo, Alonzo Vargas. Uh, and then she came in, did some overdubs mm -hmm. and added some harmony pieces. And she was so surprised. She was like, I just kind of threw that together. But I think it was her closeness to the mic and the intimacy. And of course, she's just an amazing singer. I've seen yeah, her live. She doesn't hit a bad note. And she's so charming and sexy and cool. Like she's just a whole thing. And, uh, yeah. And then she came in and I think the siren at the end, it's so subtle. And because it was a real siren, whenever anyone hears the song, they kind of look around because it feels like one's actually coming down the street. And it adds this like extra layer of darkness to the song to me. It's very subtle, but I like that we well, kept it. The The interesting thing about records, and I, I mean, Phil Spector would have been that way. Uh, Brian Wilson would feel that way. I've always felt that way. It's not all the bits of perfection you try to do. 
It's the things that aren't perfect that make the work stand out. And feel more real. makes it real and yeah. makes it relatable. Right. I think we're living in a world today, and for me it's unfortunate, but there's nothing you can do about it, where um, everything is controlled. Right. You know, our lives are controlled, and it's controlled by technology. Right. And that extends to music, filmmaking. Well, you look at even clocks. There, there weren't a universal time until the railroad came about. So a couple hundred years ago, who even knew what time it was? Like, that's how different things have become. Whereas Some now my phone, five o'clock, if you're at a meeting at 5.01, I get a glare from everyone at the table. Like, we are dictated by things. We are. Yeah. I mean, you listen to some pop songs and it's fine because it's their own style. And you can tell that every every sentence is punched in. Like, it just doesn't feel raw and and open. And I think Holly's track has that as well. Yeah, well, we, we like that. And oh, we, we want to keep, especially for this project. Right. Again, there's nothing wrong with the way music's made today. Yeah. But for, for a project mm-hmm. where you're sharing emotional experiences, right? let them be emotional. Yeah. Let, let the imperfections rise to the top because none of us as humans are perfect. Right. You know, and I think that comes across in, in Holly's recording. Hopefully um, you out there will get it. You know, yep. we're it's dark and mysterious and beautiful. So let's take a listen to the original I'm Your Man, sung by Leonard Cohen. If you want a lover, I'll do anything you ask me to. And if you want another kind of love, I'll wear a mask for you. If you wanna strike me down in anger Here I stand I'm your man And here's Holly Thank you. 
everyone. It's Allison from Instant Records. I am joined by Holly Miranda, who recorded I'm Your Man by Leonard Cohen. And as part of our Instant Love series, and we're both very excited about that. And so I hope you check it out. So welcome, Holly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Okay, well, I'm just going to kick right off here with my favorite question, which is, why did you choose to sing I'm Your Man for the Instant Love series? Um, well, I mean, I, I love Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. I love so many of his songs. And that's actually a song that I've been covering uh, solo or with other people mm-hmm. live, like Ambrosia right. Parsley or Kevin Devine and I have done a cover of that. So it's something that's been kind of floating around in my mm-hmm. repertoire for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you came to me and asked about doing this, I remember we went back and forth about a couple of different songs and mm-hmm. I wasn't... It took me a while That's to right. sort of grasp what you were trying to do. It wasn't super clear to me mm-hmm. at first. I don't know. I was traveling. It was over email. Sure. It was back and forth. So, yeah. but once we met in person and sat down, mm-hmm. I remember this song. Like I don't know. Was, I don't know why I didn't think of this song. We'd gone through like, oh, what about this or maybe this Sam Cooke song or right. maybe that. But yeah, as soon as I really got what you were what you were going for with this whole project, and right. the song just seemed like the the obvious. Most of the songs on Instant Love, because we're so focused on this being kind of women singing to women, finally, um, have all had this rule where it has to be she, her, girl's name, you know, not the second person you. Mm -hmm. And then when you suggested I'm your man, I was like, ooh, that's edgy. And I went out into my office and I was like, what does everyone think about Holly Miranda singing I'm your man? Because everyone knows you. (laughs) Holly is an orchard artist under Danger Bird. Unanimous. Everyone in the office was like, that's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, okay, just double checking. Because I was like, is saying I'm your man going to mislead anyone? But you've sort of said that it takes on I'm being... I'm being who someone needs me to be at that moment. And that's sort of what the song meant to you. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's it's so complicated. You know, all these like gender stereotypes that we have for like manning up, you know, like I don't think that it's not innately like a a stronger, you know, like I'm trying to be a man or I'm trying to be, you know, a woman. I think more like lyrically when you go through the song, you know, if you want a lover, if you want a boxer, if you want a driver, I feel like Maury's saying, like, I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the word man doesn't doesn't feel to me like it's it's about gender. You right. know, it's more just, I'll do whatever you ask, you know, within reason, I guess. Of course. <laughs> and I'm recording it. Did you have anyone in, in mind in particular? Like, you were kind of singing to in your head? I mean, I guess I was thinking of my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was... Singing it, though, I was just thinking of how to try to get a vocal take where you didn't hear New York City in the background a lot. Which we all I was really frustrated. <laughs> I didn't think also that that would be the vocal that we would keep. I was just trying to get you guys right. a, a scratch that we could sort of work from. And, right. And then it wound up being so, because I'm whispering into the mic and it was so intimate and so vulnerable. Yeah. That's what we kept, which was scary, obviously. Well, Richard Goddard, our producer, head of the label, was so in love with the vocals, and he makes a lot of people just redo them. And he was like, this is great. What else can we do? And I think that intimacy came across in your delicate voice, and it was Mm -hmm. powerful where it needed to be. And if any of you guys listen to the song, I'm Your Man, you will hear a siren faintly in the background because we used... I'm saying that Second <laughs> Avenue hustle and bustle made it into the song. And because it's a real siren, whenever I play it for people, they kind of look around because they think 
there's yeah. a siren. Something's yeah. wrong out there somewhere. But yeah, we really just added a little bit in the studio. I know Richard did his little haunting, mm-hmm. whatever sixth or seventh or fifth little thing there's he does. A single bongo hit. Somewhere a few there. bongo hits somewhere. Um, Fairy but, dust. Yeah. But but that was a really fun exercise. Everyone was very calm in the studio. We had great bones to mm-hmm. work with. And that's thanks to you making magic And then magic Josh Warner on the bass. I feel like he pulled it all yes. together. Yeah. I'm always curious to know, like, what, what stands out about it to you? Like, some people say it's kind of echoing LGBTQ sentiments versus gender exploration versus girl power. I mean, is there a part of it that struck a chord with you specifically? Well, I mean, I, too, never understood why people felt the need to change gender in a song. It's just, like, to prove what? To prove that you're heterosexual? But, yeah, I mean, even before um, this series or this project, that's always been something that's Mm -hmm. just bugged the crap out of me. And I've never done or refused to do, because why? So I know that growing up, I had love songs to listen to, but they were either to the word you or they were a guy to a girl. And I think that music is sort of a way for souls to communicate on this like kind of otherworldly level that regular language can't do. And so what I am hopeful for for this series is that young girls um, hear this music and maybe it helps them explore their sexuality. Do you think music like this will be helpful to younger girls? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was a huge. I wasn't really, I was allowed to listen to Motown or Christian music growing up. Wow. So there was so much that I didn't hear, and I'm still just hearing like Led Zeppelin songs for the first time now. Mm. But I remember the first time that I heard, I started taking guitar lessons from this guy. I'd taught myself for a while and I'd gone as far as I could, and I brought in, he's like, bring in some songs you want to learn. And I brought in an Indigo Girls song wow. and a Sarah McLaughlin song. <laughs> And and he was like, I feel like he was figuring out that I was gay for me before uh, I knew. He was like, um, have you ever heard of Ani DeFranco? And I was like, no, I don't know who's that. And so I called my friend that night and I was like, hey, Nino, have you ever heard of Ani DeFranco? And he's like, yeah, I bought this record, but I don't know. I don't really want it. You can have it if you want. And so nice. he brought it over. Hung it outside on the porch because it was like contraband. It wasn't allowed to be in the house. And I ran out and got it after he left. Took it up to my room, put on my headphones, read the lyrics. And I was 14. Read the lyrics along. Mm -hmm. And there's like, you know, these lyrics about being with a woman. Honestly, it blew my mind because of that. But also because I didn't know that you could write songs that honestly. I had. What were you like as a kid? What was what was young Holly like? The seed of of all this creativity. I was basically the same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were playing piano at a young age. I had the same haircut. (laughs) I was, um... Yeah, there's a video of me on on YouTube that I put up. It's the first song I ever wrote, and I'm 10 years old. And I'm in my bedroom with a VHS camera, and I write it on the spot, and it's called... uh, It's a spoiler if I tell you the title, but... Well, how am I I going to find it otherwise? YouTube, Holly Miranda, I want to come inside of you. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I sing it with earnest into the camera. <laughs> like I'm like talking about a heart. I'm holding props and I'm talking Aww. about like being in your heart. But I definitely say, I want to come inside of you. Oh, yeah, I do. And I'm just, well, it's because I loved Casey Kasem. And, uh-huh. um, <laughs> Who does it? R.I.P. Yeah. I remember his top 10 countdown. Yeah. So I would do a top 10 countdown in my bedroom with my best friend, Beth Kowalski. Oh and... um Mostly I just bossed her around, though. Sure. She would be the cameraman. I'm like, Beth, you're not doing it right. <laughs> a theater kid that never got to be a theater kid, essentially. That's what my, girl, that's what my girlfriend tells me. Yeah. This is all under a, an empowerment umbrella of, of what this music is about. And when I learned that you moved to New York City in your teens, I was just blown away by that. Like, how did you have the guts? <laughs> to do that and the self-awareness to know what you wanted like how, where did all that come from I don't know I don't know if it was I think I just didn't know what what to be scared of you know uh-huh. I was so That's I was helpful. so naive and really determined was it to do music while you moved to New York I really wanted to do music I also like I was this you know budding homosexual living in a born-again Christian Pentecostal I went yeah. to church five days a week for like 14 years. What? And and so I was just like, I knew I needed to get out, Mm -hmm. you know, to to really. So I'd come the summer before to visit my sister who lived here. And I played the open mic night at the Sidewalk Cafe. And I'd only written two songs. And Latch offered me a gig. You. Well, yeah. no, no, those were, <laughs> these were like, you said the onion, that's what my voice sounded like then. Oh, sure. you know, before I like smoked for 20 years. Um, and so... I played the open mic night. I played my two songs and Latch offered me a gig, which was what it was the objective, you know? Mm-hmm. And I told him I didn't live here and I I didn't tell him I'd only written two songs, but I only had two songs. And so I was like, but that put me like the next year, I just planned, I like wrote as much as I could. I saved money and I essentially, yeah, I ran away kind of. Like I, I told my parents I was coming to visit my sister for two weeks and then I packed up two huge suitcases and I called my mom when I got here and was like, I'm not coming back. And she wow. said, I thought maybe you weren't because you took your Wonder Woman poster off the wall. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. like, that sentence still breaks my heart a little bit. I didn't, I mean, it wasn't until I came here that, that summer before that I was like, oh, I feel like all these like mm. freaks and artists and like, these are my people. Like, this is where, you know, I'd never yeah. felt really comfortable where I was right. or, you know, and not to say that anyone was like, bad like to each his own it just I was like a little alien Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and why wait I guess so that's how you you feel yeah I was just antsy and like determined and you know I was I like I wanted to make music Mm -hmm. I'd written I wrote a letter that my parents still have to Sarah McLaughlin's record label oh my god (laughs) telling them that I had a god-given talent and like you did this you signed her at this stage you should just give me a chance and like no one ever mailed it my parents just kept it well up next is one of my favorite segments where the two Richards get together and talk rock and roll history so Richard Goddard sits down with musician from the bongos music historian man about town Richard Brown take it away guys I'm your man the Leonard Cohen song sung by Holly Miranda I was surprised to see this one on the list somehow it's just the title. I was surprised when she said she wanted to do it yeah. I mean I I I barely knew Holly but I knew of her because she's on a label Danger Bird. Oh. Yeah, Danger Bird. And when she came in, 
wanting to sing I'm Your Man, uh, my first reaction was, um, I don't know, is that going to go over? I mean, uh, is... Uh, is that going to fit? There's romance to it, but yeah, but it's interesting romance. It's it's it's, and you know when she when someone says I'm your man, I don't think that even has a gender because it's almost like a phrase, like a cliche phrase where it's I'm your man. Like if you need somebody to, you know, I'm your man. I can do it for I you. I can do it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It just means I can do it for you. Now the thing about this lyric, of course, has the dark. Like Leonard Cohen's sort of dark, oh, darker yeah. side. It's almost like I'll be literally, I will be your slave. I'll be, I'll do whatever it takes. And it's an interesting. Uh, toughness to that but I think when you see I'm your man on the title or even in the way it comes in the song it doesn't really mean necessarily a man to me it means I'm your person I'm the one I'm you know if you need someone to do this if you need someone to do that I'm your man I'm your person to do it so it doesn't even that isn't even it's like a gender free use of the word man anyway hmm interesting interesting that's my my take when I heard I was like it doesn't even mean man anymore it just means I'm your person to do that you know, because it's a phrase that we use. I'm your man. You know, if it's like if you're looking for this, I'm your man. I mean, you hear that in the music industry. You need an arranger. I'm your man. But it could be a girl saying that. Oh, that's true. It's uh, <laughs> also like a drug dealer, the man. Uh, waiting for yeah. the man. Or, or or the man in hippie yes. times was uh, well, the, the, or the police was authority. You know, yeah, the, um, the head of a company, the man, you know, you know the the man meaning uh, symbolic for the head of the you know, industry or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy, uh, a folk singer that uh, you see, you don't even know this guy, I'm sure, Peter Kelly. Oh, Peter no, Kelly. I, don't, I may be kind of. Well, I'll play some Peter Kelly. You won't believe he. We we put out a song with him in the early days of Sire called "The Man Is Dead," hmm. and oh, um, I like that. Uh, well, the man didn't die. It's still in power and exploiting, uh, exploiting us as we grow. Absolutely. But, um, but uh, some people, you know, exploiting some people. But, um, but you know, his was the man is dead. Not literally mm-hmm. that the war is over. Right. We don't have to fight anymore. Uh, peace. And Hippieden has won. But, you know, the thing about it is that a phrase like that, like war is over or... The man is dead. It's sort of that that visualization, like okay, if we keep saying that, maybe that will happen. Maybe they'll go away. And that's what the war is over idea that John and Yoko did. And for, before John and Yoko, I hate to say, and I love John and Yoko, and Yoko's my friend. But the thing, but before they even used that phrase, Phil Oaks, the folk singer, said, "War is over." Uh, yeah, well, he was definitely Phil Oaks was a protest singer. Yeah, from... he, he, one of his things was "War is over," and um, and that was the idea, like okay, if we keep saying it, maybe it will be. And Holly has a new album. It's just come out, a single, a new album coming out, and uh, we should all pay attention to it. Because what I learned was that even though she's distributed here, a lot of, we have so many artists, is that she's really great. The Instant Love Podcast is very pleased to welcome to the Orchard Studios NYC our illustrator, Rebecca Moorheiser. And we're going to talk about the inspiration for all of the single cover art, as well as dig a little bit into these songs and what they mean between women. So with that, welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm Your Man by Holly Miranda. Oh, I like this one. This I feel like this one was exciting because she sent us a sketch of what she wanted. She did. But it or was she like a guy in a trench coat or something. It had a fedora. It was like Told her it was a little, little flash, flashery. Oh, well, sure. I still have it in my desk drawer, like a weirdo. I have it on my computer somewhere. But I mean, it was just a sketch. But it was like, I looked for inspiration. I looked at like a lot of photos from film noir, Hmm. you know, 
I like that. This one's, I think, one of my favorites, too, because of like the moon in the background. And and we kind of took some or you took some cues from the song because the song says moon's so bright. And then there's something like I'll be your driver or I'll be your car for you or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) I forget. I think it's like a driver. Yeah. I'll drive drive. you somewhere. I'll drive you anywhere you want me to. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I kind of like that, but it's still vague enough that someone's just waiting outside a car for you. And I listen to the instant love, like all the, I usually, whenever I'm working on this stuff, I just listen to the collection. Like, mm-hmm. but for this, I also listen to a lot of Leonard, Leonard Cohen really? stuff. Yeah. To get in the zone. Yeah. And because he's like, of, he's very like moody and like. And the blues yeah. of the color and the kind of the girl in the shadow. And fun fact, the actual sort of like compositional, like what's started out as the inspiration was a a photo of um ryan gosling from drive wow it ended up totally different from what but that's yeah the initial visual in terms of the posture and like the like car on the edge oh my god i love that yeah it's funny yeah well it's hard to beat anything ryan gosling if you're a red-blooded woman or man. Or man. Or man. Yeah. I think he just appeals to everything. Again, you got to get to know Holly. Yeah, and she's so cool. She's really is. Yeah. She's and just so, so cool confident. Person. She's like the, she should be like the poster girl of, or woman of this project yeah. in terms of like, she's like really got it. Compression. Equalization. Separation. Now, Richard talks to our engineer, Alonzo, about the sound of instant love. Master it. Pan it. Turn it up to 11. I'm your man. The Leonard Cohn song sung by Holly Miranda. Holly is an artist on a label at the Orchard called Danger Bird. Uh, The Orchard distributes them and uh, she's got her own record out now. But uh, I'm your man was a bit different because she came in and she had this idea and we said, okay, uh, go, um, go put it together and let's hear it. It was, it was great. Well, when that, when I heard the, the demo, I was just like, there's not, we don't need to do anything. This is done. We just need to mix it, you know, it's little, little details, but the, the, the arrangement, the choice of sounds, everything, she, she just nailed it. I loved it. I, I really love that one. It came out great. We then kept the original vocals that she did in her room, in her bedroom. They had the right vibe. Yeah, we kept the original vocals. She got really close to the microphone. Mm-hmm. And she practically whispered the lyrics. They sound full and everything. And toward the end, on the as it's going, uh, as it's going toward the outro, uh, you hear in the background sirens, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a nice effect. And the voice was so cool, and the effect of the siren at that point really enhanced the record. So we left it that way. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. The drums? Did you? Program the drum for that? No, it was her. It was her drum pattern. We did bring in a bass player, though. I know we fattened the bass up, and we just love that recording. It's it's really special. So, Richard, on the next episode of the Instant Love Podcast, we have a double feature. Yes, a very special double feature. Two women from Nashville. 
Richard and I love Nashville. We'll find any excuse to go there. And these two women, Tristan and Nicole Atkins, did two amazing songs. Yes, Tristan is going to sing that song by... The Eagles, Peaceful, Easy Feeling. And one of our favorites, Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams' song, Amy, performed by Nicole Atkins. So we're going to hear from Tristan. We're also going to listen to both of the songs. It's an exciting double feature coming up on the next episode of Instant Love Podcast. Because I'm all-